Today on Good Morning Grand Rapids, deadly bird flu returns to Midwest earlier than expected. Three teens accused of burglarizing church twice in two days, and Michigan Election Board rejects abortion rights initiative. Good morning, Grand Rapids. Today is Friday, September 2nd, and this is episode number nine of the Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast, bringing you a quick news update for the greater Grand Rapids area every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. Stay tuned for today's news. Good Morning Grand Rapids is produced by InPhase Media, a Grand Rapids-based podcast production agency. InPhase Media produces podcasts in sync with your business goals and values in order to create a podcast that can increase brand awareness, strengthen community relationships, and drive business growth. Go to InPhaseMedia.co to learn more about what a podcast could do for your business. Bird flu has returned to the Midwest earlier than authorities expected after a lull of several months, with the highly pathogenic disease being detected in two commercial turkey flocks in western Minnesota and a hobby flock in Indiana, officials said on Wednesday. The outbreak was discovered after a farm in Meeker County, Minnesota, reported an increase in livestock mortality last weekend, according to the Minnesota Board of Animal Health. The flock was put down to stop the infection from spreading, but a second flock in the county was revealed to be positive Tuesday evening. They were the first detections of avian influenza in Minnesota since May 31st, when a backyard flock was struck in Becker County. Indiana's case was its first since a backyard flock there tested positive in June 8th, which had been the last detection in the Midwest before this week. There have, however, been several detections of the avian flu in western states in July and August including California, where a half dozen commercial farms have had to kill more than 425,000 chickens and turkeys since last week. There have also been cases in Washington, Oregon, and Utah, plus a few in some eastern states. Dr. Shauna Voss, senior veterinarian at the Minnesota Board of Animal Health, said, quote, While the timing of this detection is a bit sooner than we anticipated, we have been preparing for a resurgence of the avian influenza we dealt with this spring. HPAI is here and biosecurity is the first line of defense to protect your birds. The Indiana State Board of Animal Health reported that a small hobby flock of chickens, ducks, and geese in northern Indiana's Elkhart County tested presumptively positive on Tuesday, though final confirmation from a federal lab was pending. Across the country, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, 414 flocks in 39 states have been affected since February, costing producers over 40 million birds, mostly commercial turkeys and chickens. Earlier this year, at least a dozen non-commercial backyard flocks in nine Michigan counties were infected, impacting a total of 870 birds. There have been no new confirmed cases of the bird flu in Michigan since May. This year's national outbreak contributed to a spike in egg and meat prices and killed an alarming number of bald eagles and other wild birds. It also affected some zoos, including the John Ball Zoo in Grand Rapids, which temporarily moved many of their birds indoors. The disease is usually spread by migrating birds and rarely affects humans. The USDA prevents infected flocks from entering the food chain. But in 2015, a massive outbreak killed 50 million birds over 15 states and cost the federal government $1 billion. 
Three 16-year-olds are accused of stealing thousands of dollars worth of property from a church. It happened at Lifestream Church in Allendale Township. Church staff discovered the theft on the morning of Saturday, August 27th, and called the Ottawa County Sheriff's Department. An investigation found that three teenagers had stolen from the church twice over two days, first on August 25th around 8 p.m., and then again on August 26th around 10.30 p.m. The teens stole thousands of dollars worth of electronics, computer equipment, cash, and other valuables. Deputies executed a search warrant on August 30th at an Allendale Township home and a second search warrant on September 1st at a Holland Township home. The sheriff's office said that they found stolen property and other evidence. The stolen properties deputies found has already been returned to the church. A 16-year-old boy from Allendale Township, a 16-year-old boy from Holland Township, and a 16-year-old girl from Holland Township are suspects in the burglary. The deputies say that all three teens face charges and have been turned over to the parents. The burglary remains under investigation, and anyone with information should contact the sheriff's office or a silent observer. A Michigan elections board on Wednesday rejected an abortion rights initiative after its two Republican board members voted against putting the proposed constitutional amendment on the November ballot. Last week, the Michigan Bureau of Elections gave its stamp of approval on the Reproductive Freedom for All ballot proposal, a campaign that submitted the most signatures for any ballot drive in the state's history, totaling more than 750,000. The Elections Board recommended the Board of State Canvassers approve certification for the November ballot. Supporters of the ballot proposal say it is necessary to protect women's reproductive rights, while opponents of the ballot proposal say it goes too far and would remove important restrictions on abortion. In their meeting on Wednesday, the Board of Canvassers rejected the ballot proposal. The two Democratic members of the Board of State Canvassers voted in favor, but obtaining the initiative on the ballot required at least three of the four member board votes. The Reproductive Freedom for All campaign, which gathered signatures to get the proposal on the ballot, has made an appeal to the Democratic-leaning Michigan Supreme Court. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned, abortion rights have become a driving force for voters. In Kansas, voters rejected a ballot initiative that would have allowed the Republican-controlled legislator to tighten restrictions or prohibit abortion, and the issue has influenced votes in congressional special elections throughout the country. The proposed constitutional amendment aims to negate a 91-year-old state law that would ban abortion in all instances except to save the life of the mother. This Michigan law from 1931 remains blocked after months of court battles. On August 19th, a state judge ruled that Republican county prosecutors couldn't enforce the ban, saying it was, quote, in the public's best interest to let the people of the great state of Michigan decide this matter at the ballot box. Darcy McConnell, a spokeswoman for Reproductive Freedom for All, the group backing the measure, said she remains confident, saying, quote, We had more than 730,000 people who read, signed, and understood what they signed. The board was supposed to do one thing today and affirm that we had the signatures. Their own bureau said we did. So we're still optimistic that we'll be on the ballot in November. Reproductive Freedom for All has appealed to the Michigan Supreme Court, but the ballot must be finalized by September 9th. Coming up this weekend, the John Ball Zoo is hosting Koala Palooza as the koalas are soon going to return to their home in San Diego. Koala Palooza is scheduled to be held from September 3rd to September 5th between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. The three-day event aims to raise awareness for conservation efforts for koalas. 
and guests can expect live music, other rotating entertainment, and food provided by Monkey Island Cafe. The event is included with the cost of admission to the zoo, and zoo members can attend Koalapalooza for free. This has been episode number nine of the Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast, bringing you a quick news update for the greater Grand Rapids area every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. To stay up to date on the latest news, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Instagram at Good Morning Grand Rapids. The Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast is produced by InPhase Media, a Grand Rapids-based podcast production agency. InPhase Media produces podcasts that can help your business increase brand awareness, strengthen community relationships, and drive business growth. Learn what a podcast could do for your business at InPhaseMedia.co. And thank you for listening to the Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast.